on Denver Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. million dollars that could be a key number for the broncos front office the heck am i talking about here 19.7 million stoked the formulas for determining the franchise tags and ultimately uh tie the amount to each position to a percentage of the salary cap uh we know all these numbers now okay we know all these numbers because the record uh, the record salary cap is made available to us now. $224 million is going to be the new NFL salary cap this season. Once we have that number, once that salary cap is known, the tag amounts are known. Okay? $19.7 million is the franchise tag number for a defensive end. Okay. And, of course, this conversation is about Draymond Jones. Who has Draymond Jones been as a Denver Bronco? If you were to describe him uh, to someone who wasn't uh, as in the trenches with the Broncos as we are. Um, he's been a really good player. You know, one of those interior guys that uh, does a good job against the run but also can rush the passer. I've had uh, high expectations for Draymond Jones you know, for years now, like really high expectations that he would be a Chris Jones, mm-hmm. a, you know, we just saw with the Chiefs and a Fletcher Cox, uh, we just saw with the Eagles, that type of interior defensive lineman, you know, not an Aaron Donald, uh, but just a really disruptive type of guy. Now, he hasn't lived up to that. He's been really good, been a good player, uh, solid player. Uh, he he hasn't been that that elite player that I, I that's what I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be an elite level interior defensive lineman, uh, but still a. What was that? Don't worry what about are you it. doing over there? That's what they're. That was me, Kister. Kister's like, what? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Kister's like, this machine is screwing up again. Um, no one blames the equipment more than Kisner. You notice that, right? He just throws his hands up. He's like, points because we got new equipment here. And so it's, like, easy to blame the equipment. He's like, ah, it's equipment. It's new stuff. It's a turf. Yeah. I slept on the turf. Right. You want me to get engineering? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of, you know, he's a, been a good player. Yeah, he's he's been a good player, not a great player. How should the Broncos proceed? I've, you you, you want to keep him because he's a good player. Uh, and, and sometimes he's a great player, right? I mean, we've seen great games from him. So this is a guy that you want to keep around. Those are hard to find. So I think the Broncos proceed with trying to get a long-term deal with done with them right now. And then if you can't, then you have to use that $19.7 million franchise tag. And then that gives you more time to continue to negotiate a long-term deal. Right. And at least and if you don't get a long-term deal done, at least you have them for one more year. And, um, and then you try to figure something out at the end of that year. But 
you definitely want to try. You definitely want to keep him. And if you can't get the long term deal done, you franchise tag him before free agency. You agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I think you're spot on, and I, I think there's no other real way of looking at it. Like you, like this this defense, this team, especially on the heels of our discussion earlier in the show, is like you're not in a position to lose a player like Draymond Jones. You're just not. And has he been a perfect player? No. Um, you know, maybe you wanted to see more than six and a half sacks this last year. That's what he had his second year in 2020. This is what his sack total goes, and it's not all about sack total, I understand. But it was three and a half sacks as a rookie out of the gate, and that was like, whoa. I think he was even playing like D-tackle at that time. But his second year in 2020, it jumps up to six and a half sacks in 13 games. In 2021, he played 16 games and registered five and a half sacks with 31 tackles. And then this past year, he missed four games. I think he might even finish the year on IR. Yeah, he didn't He didn't finish the year healthy. I know that. So he missed the last four games, played the previous 13 games, had six and a half sacks, which ties his career high, with a career high 47 tackles, 24 of those uh, solo. And he also forced a fumble. So you got 22 total sacks in four years. He's largely been available. Not perfect, but it's football. According to, now you can tell me how far off this is, and maybe Draymond would tell you how far off this is, but, and, and, and we got to find out how to say this website's name, guys, because we, 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 we reference it all the time. I can help you out. Spot okay. Rack. Is it Spot Rack or Spotrack? I always thought it, it was Spot Rack, th- but. That's how I've always said Spot oh. Track, uh, 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 a Spot Rack, but I've heard some people call it Spotrack. Oh, okay. Don't really know. But they do a phenomenal job with the finances of, of professional sports and contracts. And they in the last couple of years, they put in a new um, sort of tool on their website called Market Value. And you can click on Market Value, and it will tell you what the general market value would be for that player. Take a guess what you think it would be for three years. Three years for Draymond Jones. Mm-hmm. Three years, $60 million. Um, $38 guaranteed. So it doesn't have any guarantee. Okay. Okay. And maybe this is way off. Maybe, 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 this, maybe this website, who does a great job, I can't emphasize that enough, so I'd like to think they have their stuff buttoned up. Maybe it's way off. They have his... Wait, wait, wait. I want to amend. Okay. Three years, forty-five million. A little bit less than that. Um, with and I would, I would say thirty um, or thirty something fully guaranteed. But go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I like the amendment because okay. you're because you're moving in the direction that they are. Okay. But not even close. You have to build a bridge to even get from your number to their number. They have his market value at three years, twenty-two million. Oh wow. That seems like it is low for the commodity as a pass rusher at that position. But maybe there was some sort of um, presentation of an offer like this from the Broncos to his camp during the season, and that's what turned turned him off so much. Because they told us they told us they didn't do anything, though. That's what they Did told they tell us. us right? that? Yeah, yeah okay. they, they didn't do any negotiating during the um, like bye week time that they normally try to get stuff done. That's what they said. I think you know, I think Greg Penner told George, "Hey, just." Put a freeze. Yeah. Like, you're not doing any business right now. Okay. I got to evaluate you. Okay. You, you screwed up enough. 
with these contracts. So I know I know Riser said they never came to him, and that was sort of our assumption that maybe there was a freeze. I didn't. I never personally heard that they didn't. Yeah, go maybe to they did. Maybe they did. But regardless, um, that certainly could have been the case. If you think Three years of, 22, well, then you're not going to franchise tag him. Right. It wouldn't make sense. You're going to pay him 19.7. That'd right. be 80% yeah. of what the three-year mark right. would be. So you, you wouldn't do that at all. It's going to be interesting to see what 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 the open market says about uh, Draymond Jones. I thought it would be a higher number than that. Me I really too. did. And that's why I'm sort of leaving us an out. Maybe their stuff isn't uh, uh, buttoned up at, at spotrack.com. That's what it says. But there. it only takes one team. It just takes one. Takes one team, and uh, I guess we'll see what it looks like from the Broncos' perspective. But if it's anywhere around that, you you wouldn't want to franchise tag him. You would try to get a long term deal done, and then and hopefully you have a good um, relationship with his agent. So like, hey, you know, we really want to keep him. Y'all hit the market and see what the market says, and get back to us, and um, you know, hopefully you have a chance to match it or beat it. Um, that number when he gets it from another team. So, uh, but, but certainly he's a guy that you want to keep around at least for one more year. Right. The surprise t- though. I'm surprised. Uh, how surprised were you with that number? 10 out of 10. Goodness. 10 out of 10. Uh, th- a lot of people act like Draymond Jones was going to break the bank. Yeah. Like going to have like a huge deal. I thought uh, again, that, that's why I kind of preface like maybe, maybe this website doesn't have their stuff buttoned up. They normally do, but there was clearly a disconnect between Draymond Jones, regardless of any of that. There was clearly a disconnect that was growing during this most recent season. Well, I think he was upset that he didn't get the offer. And it could have been the latter. He could have got an offer and got upset. I, we talked about that a lot. That, uh, you know, it's happened to me before where they, they give you a first offer and it's just like, wait, what? Come on. That's, that's ridiculous. So that could have been the case. Or it could have been he wanted to get that contract done during the season and it, they didn't offer him anything. There was some quotes um, from almost a year ago where he was asked about his, you know, standing with the franchise. And he said, quote, this is Dre going into year four. That's all I can say. I'm here right now. And we remember that quote. I'm, I'm here right now. Do you want to be here? I'm here right now. That was a pissed off Draymond Jones. Yeah. I mean, make no mistake about it. So um, it was one or the other. He didn't get an offer and wanted an offer. Um, or he got an offer, and it was a low-ball offer. So that, you don't just make those comments if you're not upset about right. something. And then you have the end of the year. Real quick, I'll squeeze this in on the way out. He said, this is when he was injured. This is after the season ended. He said, the only thing that was good about the season was that we ended on a win, even though I wasn't involved. And then he said uh, immediately, uh, or, or that leads to the conversation about free agency, and Jones said, quote, I'm looking forward to March. The tag's been talked about. We see the trend, so we'll just see how that goes, end quote. Might not be the worst thing for him to get tagged. I mean, that's $20 million bucks for one year fully guaranteed, and then you're a free agent the following year. So um, guys don't like to tag, but sometimes they're not a bad thing for a player. Right. All right, the bar continues to get raised in Denver sports right now. By who? Fill you in next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. The bar continues to get raised around here. There's only one team raising the bar right now around here. 
Spring training's right around the corner. Mm. Another 68-game win season. What are we going to do? Well, Zach, we're going to do what we do. We're I don't know. We're taking the over. I don't know. We're taking the over. <laughs> I, I, the I, Nuggets I, are hitting their over this year, so that's like they're coasting to that, thank goodness. So that made up for the Rockies finishing a half game under. They're just we just we I've been down that road before with a local team. You can't take the under. It's 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 especially it's just on, not fun enough, right? Can't like uh, root against your hometown team, right? So, well, whatever it is, we'll, we'll take the over. And it, you know, if, if you're not very confident, you can do less. It, you don't have to do a big number, um, but we have to have we got to be together again in this over pursuit. All right, I, I'm I'm undecided. You could file me as undecided. No, you're in uh, we'll, our we'll, show. We'll talk about I am it the captain as, of the ship. Uh, and, our show is taking the over. Sometimes How much we, you do sometimes on it we, is up to you, sometimes but we, we give Stoke as a, a show, are taking the over. We give Stoke sometimes a fake steering wheel and like a captain's hat. Okay, you're the captain, Stoke. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. We got this. Yeah, great work. Great job. Oh, my Screw gosh. You, uh, by the way, I told you hammered the Nuggets over in the preseason. Even when the season started, remember, it got adjusted to like 51. I'm like, over, over, over. They're going to cruise past this. 40 and 18 is the best start in franchise history through 58 games. This is a team that is 26 and 4 at home. They're 500 on the road, which is perfect. When you're that dominant at home, you could just, you know, trade wins and losses away from Denver. Great. This is a team that's now won um, each of their last two. They go on the road last night to Miami. No Jamal Murray, no Aaron Gordon. That's your second and third leading scores. Jokic goes for 27 points. He missed two shots. 12 for 14 from the floor. Goes for a double-double. His 40th of the season. That's second in the NBA, believe it or not. Not number one. Uh, there's one player who has more. It's uh, Domitas Sabonis out there in Sacramento. But Miami had won eight straight games at home. And with the win, Stoke... The Nugs are now five full games ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies for the number one seed in the Western Conference. Wow. Yeah, impressive. Um, now, that, now, the Heat didn't have one of their better players, and uh, Tyler. Uh, Hero. Yep. Gyro. Um, oh, Hero. Uh, <laughs> uh, Look at you. Uh, so, you know, they, they didn't have one of their. But my concern, we talked a little bit about it earlier, and I want those odds. Are you going to give me the updated odds at some point today? Yes. Like you, yes. you teased me, and I'm like, well, I'll save it for on the air. Yep. Um, some updated odds that you saw, and like you were like floored by it a little bit of how it moved night overnight. I'm waiting for those um, also, so don't forget about that. Got you. Um, my concern is Jamal Murray. The non surgical knee. Um, is giving him issues, and he hasn't played in a week or so, and um, that's just a big concern. You know, I just keep on waiting for something bad to happen to the Nuggets. And now here we are. Jamal didn't play. Obviously, Aaron Gordon didn't play. Ribs for him shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, but but a great performance. Fine. I mean, they got depth. They got guys that can come in and win basketball games for you. That's that's a big plus here. But the Jamal situation just has me on, on you know, uh, edge a little bit. It should. Uh, last week, I tried to be um, just a little bit more optimistic about stuff and say, well, you know, it's not the surgically repaired knee, but he now hasn't played in like four or five games. And the word is they're going to reevaluate after the All-Star break. That's 
sounds like last year. It sounds like last year. Yeah, to me, that's what I have flashbacks with. Oh, we're gonna send them the G League. They're close. This and that. Like we're evaluating. Uh, and then it's like, well, we're going to evaluate them in two weeks. Right. Like, wait, well, two weeks? That's right. a long time. Right. What are we doing? Why so long? That That's what I start thinking about how last year went. And then it just drug on and on and on and on. And he never played. Right. I get it. I get it. And it's going to be an issue until it's not. And I thought we were kind of out of the woods because it was game after game after game. He had played back Playing to back. He had played 40-minute nights. And was really rounding into the, uh, the the consistency that Jamal has kind of always lacked that had prevented him from that all-star status. On any given night, Jamal is one of the best 25 players in the league, but it's about doing it over and over and over again. That has kind of ha- been holding Jamal Murray back. He was rounding into that form, and now he's unavailable for you again. So, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, he was playing great. And now, you know, we'll see how much time off it's going to be. Is there more rust that when he comes back in, in into the lineup? You know, if you miss three weeks, four weeks, it's, it's because like that's the worst time to have it happen. Whenever you're starting to really get your confidence and look like old Jamal, right and now, all of a sudden you're stopping again, right? Yeah, it's um, it could be very, very problematic because again, you know, and we've talked about this throughout the the, the history of the show uh, over the last six years, talking about the history of the league. You need, I mean, depth is great. Like on a night like last night, seven players in double figures, like that's great. You cannot win a championship because of your depth. That could be one of the added factors why you win, but that's not a front line. You need your top end, high end, blue chip talent to be available to you, or it's a non-starter. So if Jamal Murray's not out there, this team is not winning a championship. As great as Jokic is, as terrific of a season as Aaron Gordon's having, Michael Porter Jr. can be the best version of his self. You are not hanging a banner for the first time in organizational history without Jamal Murray. So, yeah, um, you have a right to be uh, concerned about that. My concern is growing here, even within the last 24 hours. The MVP odds. Yes, that's what I'm here for. I, 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 I've continued to fire. On, on Jokic, even when he's been negative uh, minus money. So um, hopefully, I don't know how it could not have just be getting better for him to win this thing, and I, I don't know how it could move the other way right now with the way that he's been playing. What do you have? It ain't moving the other way, Parker. Okay, that's what I like to hear. Nicole, now, 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 I want to emphasize this as much as I can. These odds are different depending on which book you're using, depending on which app you're using. But the best, as in like the best odds for Nikola Jokic, as I'm seeing, is minus 170 to win MVP with Joel Embiid now at plus 370. That's the next Ooh. most likely. So it is like five times more likely for Jokic to win the MVP at this point than Joel Embiid. And these things can change quickly. They can. They, they can flip quickly. Trust me, if anyone knows, I know. Yes, Right, but, but but so that's the best odds you can find. Yeah, there are books that now have Jokic at more than minus two hundred. Yeah, and it like last week it was like minus one thirty five, one forty five, one forty seven ish. Like different depending on the book, like you said, uh, right around in, in in that type of range. So I mean, it's moving in a big way. 
It's not moving the other way. It's it's it continues to move in the right direction, in his direction. And you know, as long as he stays healthy, you know, we're just going to assume he's just going to keep it. playing. That's it. The way that he's been playing, and he's going to average. You know, you've been saying all of the average is a triple double. It's a no brainer. And they're the number one seed in the West. Um, you wouldn't need any other stats than that. Yeah. And, all, and he has the other stats also he does. on top of that. He so, does. And he doesn't have to average a triple double now. You know, it doesn't have to. It's going to be really close either way. Uh, he's just got to stay healthy. That's it. Just stay healthy. And it's, it's, it's a wide open layup. He's just phenomenal. He doesn't have bad games. He doesn't have bad games. Jokic, one time this season, once shot below 50%. Once. Oh, we've never seen that. Your next two best players aren't playing? I I got it. You still won a basketball game. Oh, on the road, not at home. I mean, right. It's it's insane. Uh, The bar continues to get raised around here, uh, and he will win a third straight MVP this year uh, unless something unforeseen uh, happens for the first time since Larry Bird in the mid-1980s. Uh, Stunning. Remarkable. Stunning. Uh, for more context on that, as well as the Broncos coaching search, we're going to be joined by our guy Jake Shapiro in studio coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Just talking about how the bar continues to get raised around here, and it's Jokic who is the tide that raises all boats. No Jamal Murray last night, no Aaron Gordon last night against a good Miami Heat team, a playoff team, a game, a, 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 a place in Miami where they had won eight games in a row, and Jokic and the Nuggets go in there get a win. And I'm watching that fourth quarter, and I actually never felt like it was in doubt. And to discuss that uh, and more, it's Jake Shapiro from DenverSports.com. Jokic is now, if not, depending on which book you look at, he is now minus 200 <laughs> or more to win the MVP. You can still get him at minus 170 in some places. But this is trending for a third straight MVP, and they've only widened their gap between themselves as a number one seed and Memphis as the number two seed. Obviously, we still have like a sixth of the season to go, but look what was announced today. No nuggets in the three-point contest. No nuggets in the dunk contest. No nuggets in the skills competition. The Nuggets coaching staff is coaching the All-Star game because of uh, their record, but you're telling me Nikola Jokic doesn't have a teammate that is one of the better three-point shooters, one of the better dunkers, one of the better skills players in the NBA. They handed Nikola Jokic the MVP today with those announcements, at least in my opinion, because how are you going to say this guy isn't the MVP if he's leading the team in the West? He's averaging a triple-double on efficient numbers. He was 12 of 14 last night against Bam, Insane. one of the best defenders in the he league. He killed him, by the way. He killed Bam Adebayo. I was listening to the Miami radio this morning. They're like, yeah, I think Bam frustrates uh, Jokic a little bit. And then the other guy cuts him off and goes, he was 12 of 14 with no turnovers last night. What do you mean frustrates? And on like, Bam, ridiculous. I think he, he was either 5 of 5 or 6 for 6 directly matched up with Bam. Yeah, so... Jokic is awesome. Memphis has won one game in the last three weeks. That's why the Nuggets have extended their lead. The Nuggets actually aren't playing that great of basketball right now. They've just been pretty good the last few weeks. Uh, But 
Tomorrow's game will be really interesting against Dallas, particularly because Jamal Murray's probably not going to play in that game. So you're going to get a defensive look with Aaron Gordon, if he is healthy and playing, against Luka Doncic, and then Bruce Brown and KCP against Kyrie Irving, which will be really interesting. Love it. Uh, Jake Shapiro joining us here. Um, Concern level for you with Jamal Murray. This thing is kind of dragging on a little bit. When Zach and I first talked about it last week, it's like, all right, you know, it won't be that big of a deal. But that's kind of what we thought last year. You know, he'll, Oh, yeah, he'll be back here soon at some point during the season. Uh, were, are you concerned at all? So which leg did you tear your ACL in? My left. So when you came back, same as Jamal, that was his left. When you came back, did you ever feel soreness in your right leg from running differently or anything like that? Or No, uh, but, but I usually always hurt a hamstring or a quad or something like that on my opposite leg. Uh, but I didn't have any... You know, knee issues, but I see what you're saying. Like, you're going to compensate sometimes and you feel it in the other one. So that's the theory going around with the Nuggets right now is that he's just kind of a little sore because maybe he, he's run a little bit different or, you know, he's not trained as hard with that leg. If there was ever a time to just be extremely cautious, it would be the week where the Nuggets have three road games the week before the All-Star week. You know, so they basically saw a point in the schedule where they could go, we're going to give Jamal Murray two weeks off. And we're going to roll him fully healthy towards the end of the season. Particularly interesting because the Nuggets don't really have another playmaker right now on the perimeter. It's just Nikola Jokic. Reggie Jackson will be in here eventually. So this was kind of their break in the schedule to give Jamal Murray that time off. However, I am a little concerned. Like, you can't just take two weeks off and not be concerned. Right. But but see, here here, here to that that point, you know, we're 58 games in or, you know, uh, probably 54 games in when he – started having these issues. So usually you have them early on, right? right? Where like, okay, you're compensating for this because, but Jamal, like his his knee surgery was so long ago and he right. was rehabbing for a year and a half or whatever it was. And now he's been playing for 50 something games. But look when he really ramped up. It was the last month or so when he was really going aggressive, really scoring and being himself again. There was no timidness left. Yeah, that, and that's fair. That's fair. I'm just, I'm just, it makes me concerned. And I think you have a right to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully it's one of those things where they're giving him some time. It's a little bit sore. We're going to be very cautious. And then after the All-Star break, we start seeing Jamal like we saw him a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and we're talking about the All-Star thing because Jamal Murray told Dennis Scott, who works for NBA TV, the old three-point shooter, Orlando D3, um, he said he talked. Yes, there you go. He said that he talked to Jamal, and Jamal said they're going to reevaluate after the All-Star break. If we get out of the All-Star break and they do the reevaluation and he's not ready to go, it's not just swelling and it's not just sore. There's something else going on there if it goes that long. So I think you have a right to be concerned. I'm growing increasingly uh, concerned. Are you growing increasingly concerned with the Colorado Avalanche and the health thereof and the idea that Look, I still think they're going to make the playoffs, but it's not crazy to think that they could actually miss it because they are just far from whole. So we were just in the other room, the digital staff, brainstorming what happens if the Avs lose tonight. Tampa Bay Lightning, it would be twice in a week that they've lost to the team they just beat in the Stanley Cup. And we're like, you go up to Nathan McKinnon and go, hey, look how far you guys have fallen. Can you you give us a, how do you guys bridge that gap back to where you were? 
I'm I'm a 10 out of 10. Like, this team, to me, especially if Kale's going to miss an extended period of time, which very likely could happen, hockey guys get concussions, they disappear. Like, Bo Byram disappeared last year for a period of time. Yeah. Even came back, then disappeared again. That's right. Good memory. Um, I'm a 10 out of 10. I, I have a very hard time believing that this team isn't going to make the playoffs and scare people. But, man, they're going to bring it right down to the wire. And what was interesting, what Jared Bednar said today, this morning in his press conferences, said, we're considering playing Alexander Gorgiev in back-to-back games moving forward, which basically means they're going to play their goalie and stress their goalie out during the end of this season here because they need all the boats to come in and raise the tide to, to make a run here. And, Zach, last year they got to rest going into the playoffs. They were fully healthy, and they just completely ran through the whole slate. This year they're going to need to stress to get into the playoffs. They're not going to be fully healthy. They're not going to be fully rested going into the playoffs. So even if they make the playoffs at this point, it's because they had to make a push, and you don't feel as good about it going into round one, which you're going to be the road team for. Well, hopefully we can just get healthy and then let the chips fall. Get healthy and get in. And then, and then, and then see what it looks like. Uh, Jake, last one here. Um, where are you at with the Broncos today? Um, a few weeks after the Sean Payton hiring, uh, where are you at with Sean Payton and the Broncos? Um, now that we know it's, it's, it is Sean Payton and we, we don't know much more about the staff really. Um, but where are you at with them? I think the staff is the big question at this point. They brought the mercenary head coach in. They brought the mercenary quarterback in. We saw how that went last year. Can Sean Payton actually fix Russ? Eh, I, I, I have a hard time believing that, especially when there isn't that much cap room. There isn't that many draft picks to come in here and supplement the team around Russ. I don't have a good feeling going into this Broncos season. Now, is Sean Payton the guy long term? Sure. But can he do it in one year? I have a hard time believing this roster, this roster who has not made the playoffs in six, seven years now, is just going to turn around and be a team that can go head-to-head with the team we just saw win the Super Bowl on Sunday night. So, Jake Shapiro, DenverSports.com. Thanks for being here. Speaking of trying to turn this around in quick order, you can have your doubts for sure. That's fair. But history actually looks upon Sean Payton flipping the Broncos in short order actually pretty fondly. We'll give you the details why coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. I can tell by his voice, but I haven't. Um, this is New Morgan. I haven't heard this yet. So. But I can get down with it. All right. There we go. Always pressure to make that next hit. Yeah. You know, when you're at the top, you don't want that view to change. No, no. That is pressure. No doubt. Yeah. But I'll say, I think, is it easier in country music because of the setup of the industry where every, and maybe all walks of music are like this, but these guys are all using, like, the top writers, right, Kistner? It, there, it, there's a lot of top writers, but they actually write with everyone. Everyone's writing with each other, so. Okay. It's all about those radio plays. Yeah. 
I just feel like that's not as like openly discussed in other walks of music as it is in country, like the writers, like the emphasis on the writers. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, how you doing today on, on, a, on a Tuesday, Mr. Stokely? Uh, doing great on a Tuesday. Throw it up. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. That's it's right. here. Um, and we're grinding away, having a good show, having a fun show, and it's it's been it's been good. You know, hopefully we get some Broncos news here shortly in the next forty eight hours. We will. Who the defensive coordinator is going to be? Who the offensive coordinator is going to be? Not concerned offensively, really at all. Uh, defensively, that's that's a concern. Um, so we'll we'll see. I'm kind of leaning towards. Uh, it being Rex Ryan, we heard his name floated about. Like, okay, why is his name being thrown out there if it's not mutual interest there? So we'll see what it looks like. Um, Nuggets, nice win, and last night on the road, and yeah. got um, Dallas coming up before the All Star break. Yes, that's going to be an interesting matchup. That is that on the road. Uh, that is. Ooh, let me pull it up here. Uh, that is at home. Okay, that is at home tomorrow night. All right, and and then it's All Star break time, and then it's the All Star break. Um, kind of, kind of different. That so, so you have the all the Nuggets are the number one team in the West with no second All Star. Contavious Caldwell Pope is one of the league leaders in three point field goal percentage. He's not in the three point contest. Has that field been announced? By the it had to have been announced. Jake just referred to it. Um, so no KCP. Aaron Gordon said that he would participate in the all uh, the slam dunk contest if he was an All Star participant. He's not, and so and been. To my knowledge, wasn't picked as a member of the slam dunk contest, and it's kind of been there, done that for Gordon. By the way, yeah, it was like so far long ago to now, and he was so sensational. There's nothing that you can do years later that's going to top what he did. Um, that's probably five years ago by now, something like that, four or five years ago at least. Um, so okay, one more game left. You got Dallas uh, tomorrow night at home. Then you have uh, a week off, and then uh, tonight on the uh, Avalanche side. You have uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who has, you know, familiar opponent, Stanley Cup final, just beat the brakes off the Avs this past week, uh, 5-0. to zero, And that game is at 7 o'clock tonight at Ball Arena. Uh, really looking to get my kid to an Avs game, but the time has to, the time's got to work out. Ah, uh, yeah, late, late starts. That's... A lot of late starts. Even the, you know, they have some six o'clock starts. It's still like, so uh, you know, on the later side for a four year old, um, in terms of, you know, when we'd be getting home. They have an afternoon game, uh, you know, in a month or so, but that's you know, on the road, uh, in Dallas. So I'll, I'll figure something out. There's road just, trip it. There's a Saturday in March. No, there's a Saturday in March oh, that, that has a 4 o'clock start against Arizona. We'll figure out. Yeah, this will be an interesting one. See if they can bounce back. I mean, after getting their butt whipped by the Lightning a few nights ago, um, getting shut out. So see what it looks like uh, for the Avs uh, tonight and if they can bounce back. Yep. Uh, on the Broncos side, we're still waiting for the staff. We're still waiting for a defensive coordinator. We talked. There was some good, good conversations earlier in the show. Uh, you had a really good thought uh, about maybe, you know, why um, – Idro Evero wouldn't want to stick around um, and coach this defense. If you want to hear that, that's uh, in hour number two on the Stokely and Zach podcast, available at denversports.com or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, looking forward to uh, recording a new Mile High Hoops after the show today, uh, reacting to last night's win in Miami, as well as um, 
the addition of Thomas Bryant, I, I'm 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 even more bullish on it uh, now than I was even 48 hours ago. And then um, Reggie Jackson as well, yet to make his debut. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here in Denver as the uh, backup uh, point guard. So we'll discuss all that and more on the podcast. But here on the way out, you know, this idea of like, hey, how quickly can Sean Payton turn around the Denver Broncos with largely the same cast of characters that just went 5-12? and 12? And I think on the surface, it's like, well, that's going to be hard to do. What, what are you going to go, you know, 5-7? to seven? That's realistic. Could you go from 5 wins to 9-8? and eight? Could you be 10-7? and seven? And I think most folks would, would bristle at, at that idea. But when you look at the addition, just really in the last, you don't have to look like to the 70s or 80s or even too much in the 90s, but in the 2000s, the additions of these coaches uh, taking over operations that were flat-out disasters. And I'm not going to go through every single case. We did that um, in our number two as well, if you want to check that out on the podcast. But the examples are actually way more than you would think. Andy Reid taking a two-win Chiefs team to making them 11-win team year over year. Doug Peterson taking a three-win Jags team to the playoffs this past year. Bill Parcells taking a team with the number one overall pick, a 1-15 Jets team, to get them to be a, a winner back in the late 90s. They did the same thing in Dallas. Tony Dungy did it in uh, the Colts, a winner to a loser. John Fox here in Denver took a 4-12 and team into an 8-8 eight and eight team year over year. Bruce Arians in Arizona, Jim Caldwell in Detroit, Jim Harbaugh with the Niners, Brian Dayball this past year with the Giants, Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. Took, they all took really bad losing operations, 4-12s, and 5-11s, and, and created them winners instantly. And if you're looking for a source of optimism here on a Valentine's Day, this, this is a pretty good guide. Yeah, look, and you know, Sean Payton did it with the Saints. Um, I think my hesitation to go there right away, I love the hiring of Sean Payton. I think he's a perfect guy for getting this thing done. The, the, but I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the long term here. I think a lot of these places, they didn't have a Russell Wilson type of situation. And it's not just his poor performance. It's what you had to give up to get him. And you don't have draft capital. You don't have great cap room. So it's not like you can be a, the, the biggest spender or a huge spender this offseason. You're not going to be in that category. You don't have a top five pick to go ahead and like replenish what you need and get an instant starter. So you don't have a lot of those things. Uh, so and, and then you play in... A, a really tough division where the top guy in town is, you know, the Chiefs. They just won the Super Bowl, and, you know, the Chargers got a young, dynamic quarterback also. And we'll see what the Raiders situation looked like um, as they just released Derek Carr. Yeah, m- minutes ago, Derek Carr is now cut loose and free to sign anywhere he wants. Yep. Uh, so we'll see what how they navigate the quarterback waters. I mean, they could go after a big fish. So, uh, you know, I, I think – Given all of that, it makes this job even more difficult to turn around. Not that those ones weren't tough there, and Kansas City were two and fourteen when Andy Reid took over. Now they did have the number one pick in the draft, and mm-hmm. they did trade for Alex Smith. So things changed a lot. A lot here is going to depend on Russ. Is Russ salvageable? Is he fixable? All of those things uh, is going to play a huge role in whether this team can go from a five and twelve team to a. 
I don't know, a 9 and 18 yeah. or 10 and 17. Russ is going to have to go back to three years ago, two years ago, Russ. Drew Brees last year in San Diego before linking up with Sean Payton in New Orleans. His last year? His last year in San Diego uh-huh. was 2005. Okay. Graduated high school in 2005. 24 touchdowns and 15 picks. Year over year. Oh, and 3,500 yards. He got hurt. I don't remember. He got hurt against the Broncos, I believe. That was maybe late in the season. He played in all 16. It was the playoffs. Okay. I think it was a playoff game, possibly. I'm not 100% sure. Go ahead. Sorry. So he throws for 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, 15 picks. That's the year that San Diego ultimately moves off from him and goes down the Phillip Rivers path. Yeah. Year over year, in the same amount of games, Drew Brees threw for nearly 1,000 more yards, two more touchdowns, and four less interceptions. So 1,000 more yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions. He gets to uh, a better than two-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio, and then it's the following year it goes up even more to 28 touchdowns, then it goes to 34 touchdowns. A couple years after, it's 46 thinking touchdowns. Drew Brees, we forget, like, Drew Brees wasn't some bona fide Hall of Famer uh, after his time in San Diego. Right. He just wasn't. And then he just fully blossomed under uh, Sean Payton. I didn't realize his first year under Sean Payton, he wasn't, uh, he was 27 years old. Comes in the league at 22. He had spent a half decade in the NFL before he ever linked up with Sean Payton. And they saw enough, they moved on, and then he just explodes in New Orleans. Half decade. Yes. 2001, he comes in the league. 2002. KKFN, KKFN, HD1, Longmont, Denver. That's... 2003. So good. 2004, 2005. I mean, he did five full seasons with the Chargers before ever ending up in New Orleans, and then his career just gets put on a rocket Took ship. Off. Well, hopefully that happens here. Um, obviously, a little bit situa- different situation with Russ. Seemed like Drew Brees was just kind of hitting his prime. Doesn't seem like Russ is hitting his prime. Seems like his best days are behind him. Can they get it back on track? That's that's the key here, you know, and that's that's the big question mark heading into the season. Hopefully that's the case. You know, that's going to tell a lot. And if not, Broncos will be moving on from Russell Wilson after uh, next year, and that would be a two-year just um, awful experiment there. Hopefully that's not the case, though. Hopefully – Sean Payton can get him back on the right path. I had a question, though, I wanted to ask you real quick here, a little bit off topic, um, and how you viewed it. Uh, LeBron James, he hasn't played since he broke the record. And, you know, they've lost uh, like uh, four out of five games. They're they're right on the border of making the playoffs. They're out of the playoffs altogether. They're playing games, Mm -hmm. everything right now. Um, He was at the Super Bowl. He was. But then he doesn't play. You know, last night or whenever they played, uh, yeah, last night he didn't play. But he was healthy enough to, you know, I guess I think it's his ankle or something. He was cool enough and healthy enough to, you know, head down to the Super Bowl, get on a plane and go down there. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Um, I actually think it it sheds light on a bigger deal going on in L.A. There is straight-up calamity going on within the Lakers. Straight up. It is not, the vibes are not good. The vibes are not good between LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and you can start there. Did you see Anthony Davis' response to LeBron James breaking the record? Just sat down. Doesn't even move. 
And after LeBron, did you hear what his excuse was? Yeah. That he was pissed off that they were losing to Oklahoma right, City. Right, right. So like, you were so lost in that moment, huh, yeah. AD? Why? No clue what was going on, huh? Something okay. happened, by the way. And well, I he knew what was going on, but he was just mad because they were losing. I don't, uh-huh. I don't have the information. Something happened the week of LeBron breaking the scoring record. Something happened with Russell Westbrook. Something happened with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis deleted his Instagram today. Yeah. Today. Ooh. There's something up there that stinks. They're going nowhere fast. The odds say that the Lakers are more likely to miss the playoffs. People are talking about, like, oh, like, if, 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 if the Nuggets match up with the Lakers, I get it that there's this element of, like, dad strength through the years with the Lakers where you can feel like you got him beaten, and they're like, nope, we're the Lakers, you're the Nuggets. I think that's gone. It would have been different if they got Kyrie. Yeah, sure. You know, that, then you would have been nervous about having to match up with them um, if you're the one seed. But without Kyrie, it's yeah. And it's and that right and what you just said could be a part of it. LeBron said he said he was sad. Maybe it's me that they didn't get Kyrie. Maybe it's me. And it's like, dude, there is. You talk about <laughs> a situation is. that is just like I would love to be a fly on the wall in the Lakers locker room because there is a lot going on. Well, you remember what happened six days ago? Westbrook and Darvin Ham had that heated exchange in, yep. at halftime in the locker room after a game or during a game against Oklahoma City. I think part of it is coaching too. I do. I think part of it there is just a lack of strong leadership. And LeBron, by the way, like LeBron, like he talks about leadership, like. LeBron hasn't been the best leader. Like, LeBron, it's to the point where, like, if you are in his orbit, your existence is to help his legacy. Yeah, It's not about wins and losses, and I wonder if you're just a part of, like, his, again, orbit, if it is just where wears everyone down. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's all about LeBron. I mean, when you have some, and he's playing great, though. Playing great. Like, it's not like he's not playing well. I mean, we know what it's like to be somebody's orbit around here, and they're not playing well either. Ironically, it could be worse, I guess. Ironically enough, they're going to have now the cap space because Westbrook is gone to right. actually rebuild that roster this summer. So maybe if they retool, come back because he's got what one more year left on his contract yeah. in LA before, yep. and of course Bronny. But that's but does that does happen. but does Anthony Davis want to be a part of it? It seems like they are uh, on that's the outs there, yeah, uh, with, with with those two. So it, it will that will be uh, interesting to see this off season. I got a question for y'all uh, that I, that me and Zach Zach and I talked about during the show. Love it uh, with the Broncos. Broncos defense. I'm concerned that there might be a big step backwards this year with this defense. Like we're all just assuming they're going to be a good defense, and that's kind of a concern. And 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 then I then I thought about well, Idro Evero's leaving. Did he see the writing on the wall? And was mm. that one of the main reasons why he wanted out of town? Hmm. Yeah, he's trying to be a head coach. He sees this defense trending in the wrong direction and uh, didn't want to be a part of that. And, and was that one of the main reasons why he uh, left to go to uh, Carolina? Going through that with who's, who, who are your safeties? Who are you? Yeah, you do it real quick. Who's yeah. your safety? Well, I know the team. Yeah, we do, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Do we Justin really know Simmons the team? And then, like, um, who's the Caden Stearns? Or, okay, or, that's or a problem. Free agent, um, a free agent. All right, guy, that's probably. one guy. One question. Who are your cornerbacks? Pat Sertan and is Ronald Darby back or not? No, he's not back. He's there. not right? back. No, no, well, then it's um, and you're Mathis. Nickelback. Mathis? Kawan Williams is your nickelback, right? A good mm-hmm. player. Okay. Mm-hmm. D line, we we you might it. add a corner. I, I, I'm I'm concerned with the D line. We don't know what's going to happen with Draymond Jones. Right, right. Purcells is probably I think in the last year of his contract. <laughs> um, right, and then pass rushers. DJ Jones will be around. The pass rushers are the biggest concern for me. So so that, you have that's some the biggest. Concern. There are some serious minor concerns, and then you have major concerns. So if you're concerned, and we have no defensive coordinator, right, right, and no defensive staff, how important is 
Trusting the passer. Extremely paramount. And, you know, we went from Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. Now, both of those guys are gone. We got Randy Gregory. How many games is he good for? Well, if, if it's over... Nine games. Was, you're, 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 throwing, you're throwing a parade. I was literally you're just going to say I'd, sign, I'd sign up for nine. Yeah. If you gave me nine right now, I'd sign it in blood. Which is crazy. Nine. I would prick myself and sign it in blood. Yep. Uh, then you have that's a problem. Baron Browning, who we like, but you know he's not a stout guy. He has a hard time against a run, and he's banged and, up, and he's banged up a lot. He's, and all, he's Nick all right. Benito, yeah, Nick Benito is is oh. a guy that's way underachieved last year. Now we'll see if he can take a step forward. And Jonathan Cooper. I think we're all hoping that he would develop more from year one to year two. You needed Randy Gregory to be a superstar. Yeah. You needed Randy Gregory to be a superstar, not just hanging in for nine games. Brandon, you're completely right. It's got all the makings of about, uh, I don't know, 16, 17, 18th best defense in the NFL right now. And by the way, that's exactly where they were headed as in the last four games of the season. They, they were not, uh, everybody who says top defense, top defense, yeah. well, it was. I Until mean, the last five. For a while. Yeah. And don't forget, a lot of those games, you know, guys just took a knee on the Broncos. They, they didn't need to right. score those extra points to- when they, they totally, could totally. And that's what I hate about that one score sort of, you know, diatribe, too. It's like, well, how many games of those one score games could there easily have been a touchdown or a field goal? I, I, I said it like this to Stoke, you know, through the, through the months. Like, why would I be trying to risk sticking my chin out to knock you out if I'm already winning on points? Yeah. You needed to get to, like, no 20 to. points to beat the Broncos. You right. didn't need to overexert yourself. Right. Like, you like, we got a don't game. need to take chances. We, no. got a, we got a game next week. Yeah. And so we got a game next week, Broncos. Yeah. I mean, that's because you're, you're looking at it. Let's not screw this thing up. And we'll find a way to to win this game in a low-scoring type of football game. Their offense can't do anything. If the Broncos have the 16th best defense and the 15th best offense, what's the record? Oh man! If we get to 15, wow! If you went if from we the 32nd second offense, we get to 15, that means Russ is back. That, well, means, yeah. that means Russ has thrown Sean 26 touchdowns next to Mike well, Munchak. Hold on, aren't aren't you guys expecting that? Yeah, that's a big jump. I mean, that would put you him. Got how many Sean, you got Sean Payton. It was all Hackett's fault, right? No, I, who said that? We didn't say everybody's that. saying that. No, 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 no. You got Russ. No, come on, man. Russ, Russ didn't play good. Russ I'm just saying what the narrative is out there, fellas. I mean, we may drop some tooth, truth bombs here, but I'm hearing the, you know, I'm hearing it's all hacking. No. no. Anyone who says that didn't watch the Broncos like we did. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. want to know why Evero's not here anymore. It's definitely a concern. It has to be a concern. How could it not be? Which is why I said to you yesterday, I don't want an inexperienced defensive coordinator in here with this defense that has been the highly functioning unit of this football team the last five years while the offense yep. has been mired in the mud. You like Rex? Are we okay with Rex? I didn't. I don't know if I got y'all. Sign uh, me up. Football wise or or media muggle. Oh, we did talk about that last. Yeah. Time. I mean, yesterday y'all were making the. Are the you kidding joke. me? I I want Rex Ryan. Oh, I want him so me. bad. I Valentine's Day. I'm I'm writing poems. Roses are red, violets are blue. I got feet. You like them too. Let's go, Rex. <laughs> I mean, let's let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, but I'm a, I, I may be for it for the wrong reasons. I didn't know who Evero was. Nobody knew who he was. No, not really. Not really. He comes in, does a fine job. More than a fine job. There's other guys out there. Before you guys get out of here, get out the door. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Because I want. I, I, I no, no major plans. We went out to dinner Saturday night, and that's good. Um, so yeah, they, yeah, yeah, did get flowers. You don't have I, to do anything today. Fl- flowers and a card, like what today? Do you, what's what do you mean? Yeah, what do you want me so, to do? I've been married a long time. No, no, no. It's I'm like, asking. So that's what I'm telling you. Like that's enough. I mean, it's like I'm not. We're not dating. Like when you're dating, it's like a big deal. And like when you first get married, sure. Like, hey, 
Just be thoughtful. Flowers, right. nice card, dinner. We did dinner already on Saturday night. You got to do good. dinner again? No, 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 but no. flowers no, and no, cards no. today. Yes, flowers like, and cards like today. You're hitting King Supers on the way home. No, I've already done it. Yeah. I did already that. done it? Yes, I was playing. I did that yesterday. Hit King Supers up oh, yesterday. Oh, so you do nothing to... Oh, so you're just, you're just holding no, on to Safeway. it. Safeway. Safeway. Yesterday. Yeah. Got all my Valentine's Day covered. They got us hooked up. So you're 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 hiding it someplace, and then you're going to yes. roll it out. I already rolled it out. You did it my this morning. My son rolled it out this morning. That was his job. He gets up before oh, me. Oh, perfect. He rolled it out, had oh, the cards oh. out there. It's ready to go. It's on the counter. It's done. We're, our Valentine's Day is done. All right. It's a wrap. ZV. I'm hitting the driving range. What are we working so, on today? So I told, yeah. I, so my yeah. wife and I, long time together, I got her some uh, uh, edible arrangements at her workplace. Some edible un- Wait, arrangements. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> I thought you were Jeez. doing that Mike Evans Younger days. Stuff. Ling- oh, lingering right. in the wrong places. Oh. So I got her some food delivery, basically okay, is what I nice. did. I did food delivery at her office that comes with a balloon. It may be one of the laziest things to humanly do. And I'm going to the hockey game tonight, and she's not coming. I asked her if she wanted to go. She said no. So should I stay home? I say no, I'm going to the game. No, you are. game. You're a grinder. That's right. right. Let's but, go. But that was thoughtful. Good enough, though, I right? I that was thoughtful. Like, you had to put some thought into it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, so took, that, about, took about three and a half minutes online. It's crazy how that works. Right. It's good but to you have, did it. It's good to have a debit card. Yes. Was she, did she like it? Or she, she loved like, it. She okay, took a picture of it. She sent perfect. it to me. Got it in front of her coworkers. She put, like, me, on, oh. put me on speakerphone to thank yes. me, you know, and the, 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 you know, giddy, giddy, hi, all that sort of stuff for the work. Zach got his wife a vacuum this year. See, I, air fryer. I think Zach's got the most pressure. Matt's got no pressure. No pressure. pressure. You got no, nothing. Nothing. Just I'm a depressing just, single guy. No, depressing. You have that Fantastic wrong. day. Yeah. The yeah. best day in the world. Yeah, it's great. Like, no pressure on no you. No pressure. I think ZB's got it the hardest. Of us, he does. Yeah, of us. So. But he's still, he's kind of out of it because he got young kids. You can't just take off and, like, your wife's not expecting dinner plans or some huge present. Like, it's just, you know, it's more of the, hey, I'll take care of the kids like you were talking oh, about. Is that I'll, it? Do, I'll do the bass and I'll put them down to bed. You just go ahead and relax. Yeah. And uh, she'll come home to a nice clean house. There'll be some flowers on the counter. And I do have a, uh, I have a, I have a gift for her. I, I have a, I have, a, I think I have a, a, a very big gift for her actually this Valentine's Day. Yeah. Unusually so, but I think this Valentine's Day I got a big gift for you. Me. Had to, you had to dive deep, did you? I did. Mm. But that you part. You didn't do anything. It was more. How would you describe it, stuff? <laughs> Guardian <laughs> angel. <laughs> Guardian <laughs> angel. You know what me is paid off more than you. <laughs> and on that note, we're off and rolling. It's the drive on the fan.